Good morning. My name is Rob Foster. My wife Carolyn and our son Adam are here with me today. Um, we love being a part of this church, and uh, we just came back from the states last night. We're home. We have two kids in college, and so we were able left them in the states. And we have two of our children that are here with us. As I um, was looking up here this morning, um, there's these little space heaters behind us, and I was just was thinking back of, I have very fond memories of these kind of heaters. They're wonderful for lots of things. You can actually put paper inside of them, and they'll catch on fire. Um, I know that because growing up, my father had a, we had a real small ski lodge, and we had like, it was a place that you learned how to ski before you went to the nicer ski lodges. They had just rope toes where the rope goes up so you grab onto the rope. And one of my jobs was to go out there and sit in the toll booth, this little small booth, and watch the people come up the hill. And if too many of them fell, you would turn it off. But we would take our little space heater out in this cold toll booth and just sit there and put our socks on it and then they smoke and smolder. And, or just just try to stay warm in this little booth. But it wasn't without, we could only handle about two, maybe three hours at the most in the booth before you just kind of go stir crazy because you're just watching people come up the hill one at a time. But it wasn't without its excitement every now and then because at the top of the hill where people let off, if someone falls, then the next person comes up and falls on top of them and the next one and the next. And so you, there is kind of this managed crisis. At once there's like three or four people you're supposed to turn off the rope so it just didn't become this huge mass of people. The other thing that was interesting to watch was too, if someone was coming up and they started to lose their grip and they would start to slide backwards and it would be a kind of a domino effect. Pretty much you got this big stack of people all squished up. So I was thinking of this thing, now what can I say spiritually about that? I have to do something with that. So anyway, the, the people piling up on top. Sometimes when you come to church, you just feel like life has done that to you. It just has piled up on top of you and you're all tangled up. So God can push the stop button for you today. And you can just have a time here to unwind and he will come and help you work out the messes. I thought that would work. And then the other analogy, I could, going up the rope and the person sliding backwards, is sometimes if I was coming behind someone, I saw that happening, you could actually come up behind them. I would teach lessons also. And you actually could just kind of wrap one arm around them and almost lift them up and get them up to the top of the hill so they wouldn't keep sliding backwards. And the Lord is here to do that for us also. If we feel like we're sliding through life, and just falling back. He wants to lift us up today and be able to keep us moving on. So it doesn't have anything to do with my sermon today, but looking at the space heaters, I had to tell the story. So I brought something meaningful from it. I, do, I am speaking today about one of my favorite topics, and that is hearing God's voice. Hearing God in a cluttered world. And I love this topic because just by creating space to hear God speak, we are able to experience the closeness of God in our lives. So I enjoy listening to God daily, but also there's different times of the year that I listen a little bit more. The beginning of the year, I often like to get a theme for the year. Um, major events, I like to pray um, and ask God you know, for guidance. And then it also there's... Um, 
As I mentioned, the, the daily time. The daily time is probably the most important because that is our, our life breath, our, our kind of our food, our time with the Lord. And on our fridge growing up, my mother had this uh, saying that said, seven days without prayer makes one week. Being not a very good speller, it took me a long time to realize that weak was spelled W-E-A-K, like not strong. But eventually I got it and realized that it, it is really true. Without us having that time with the Lord, we do become weak. Um, also, uh, Soren Kierkegaard said, A man prayed, and at first he thought that prayer was talking. But he became more and more quiet until in the end he realized that prayer is listening. So today the type of prayer we're going to talk about is a bit more the process of learning to be still and hearing from God. In John 14, verse 26, it said, actually I'll begin in verse, um, the verse just before that. The, my chapter heading on top, John 14 says, Jesus comforts his disciples. So John 14, verse 25, first he says, all this I have spoken while still with you. So this is the disciples experiencing, enjoying Jesus actually verbally speaking to him. They can hear him. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. So Jesus was looking to encourage them. We don't have Jesus standing next to us today, actually speaking verbal words to us on a uh, physically before us. But Jesus was encouraging his disciples with what we have today. We do have the Holy Spirit that is with us and reminds us of everything Jesus says to us. We also read about in John 10, 4, where he refers to us as his sheep, and his sheep hear his voice. So hearing God's voice is something through the scripture that he expects us to be at a place where we are listening to him and hearing him. So listening to God, I would like to say, is a very normal, a logical, and a vital thing for us to cultivate and grow in in our spiritual life. To quote a, my name's Robert Foster, it's not Richard Foster. Richard Foster's a famous writer. Um, I'd like to disguise myself as him sometime. But to quote him in a recent article in um, Christianity Today... He says, Christians always have felt that listening is, and meditating are important spiritual disciplines. As a result, they have no reason to assume that God does not respond when they engage him in interactive conversation. That's what real prayer is. Listening prayer is the meditative side of that ongoing conversation, Foster says. We speak with God about our needs, and then we listen. I tend to be a little bit better about speaking God about my needs, but the listening process, the process of just kind of observing what God is doing and who he is, is a part that I I want to continue to grow in. I remember one time I was um, home, and I'm originally from Michigan. It's a very natural state. A lot of times you have very clear skies. And I remember I had this big problem And I went outside to pray, and I looked up, and it was one of these really clear nights where the sky was just full of stars. And just by taking that time to be still for a moment and look up, I just was able to think about how big God was. 
all of a sudden my problem felt really small. And I remember just saying, Lord, please help me with it. And I went back inside. It was, it was just one of those where my answer was almost just seeing the bigness of God. That was the answer to prayer that I needed. Because all of a sudden, it, it wasn't, I wasn't worried about it anymore. Prayer, listening prayer is also a logical thing for us to do. I, I went to Michigan State University for a small sex period of time. I didn't get kicked out because of drugs or anything. I just went to a lot of different schools. But while I was there, I took this logic class. And in logic class, they taught us these syllogisms. And syllogisms, if A equals B and B equals C, therefore you can assume A equals C. I like to apply the same thing to prayer. A is God and God is love. In 1 John, we read that God is love. So God equals love. B would be love longs to communicate. Remember when my wife and I were first dating? Um, we would talk on the phone for a long period of time because we just wanted to communicate with each other. I even wrote her a poem. I can't imagine it was very good because I'd never wrote poems before. But because of my love for her, I wanted to communicate to her in new ways. And that's just a part of what love does. Love longs to communicate. God is love. Love longs to communicate. Therefore, God longs to communicate. Logical. Vital to our growth. Um, back in the, in the States, our university education system is, a, is, is pretty good. Our Elementary through high school is not the rave of the world. Let's just say that. But we have had campaigns before, the three R's, uh, to really kind of emphasize reading, writing, and arithmetic. Because education, these are gatekeepers. If you don't grow in these areas, if you can't read, you can't write, and you can't do arithmetic, therefore you won't be able to advance in school. And I do have trouble with spelling. And when a whole education system does the three R's, reading, writing, arithmetic... A couple of those don't start with R, but that's okay. Um, I can blame my spelling problem on my education system. But they are. There's gatekeepers that help us advance. And I believe hearing God's voice, learning to listen to him, is one of those gatekeepers. If we do not grow in our ability to hear God, we will be stifled in our relationship to grow in the Lord. And it's, it's not that God doesn't have time to hear us either. It says he, the very hairs on our head are numbered. So if he's going to go into that much detail, knowing what, how many hairs we have, he's available to us to hear us. Um, one of our favorite TV shows is called The Middle. It's actually a silly show about Indiana. My wife's from Indiana. Um, I lived in Indiana a lot of times. I always say I'm from Michigan, maybe because I don't want to be from Indiana. But it's... Hey, I'm sorry. It's... it's a, People in Indiana, when they want to have fun, where do they go? They go to Michigan. That's it's what water they do. That's what, just what they do. Anyway, we'll fight it out later. But it's, it's this great show of just the heartland of America. And there's this couple, very quirky family. And one time, the, the wife, um, what's her name? Frankie, and the, the husband's name's Mike. Frankie's in a store with her girlfriend, and they're just, they're talking, and she has her phone, and she sees her husband outside the store. And she says, oh, I'm going to call Mike. 
And she calls him on the phone and he's outside and he doesn't see her in the store. And he picks up and looks at it, puts it back in his pocket. (laughs) The whole rest of the show was about him being in trouble, which you all know how much trouble you'd get if you got caught doing that. Not that anyone ever does that. But that is not how God relates to us. That's not how God, when, when we call out to God, he hears us. And he he listens and he responds. And I'm very thankful for that. So if God's available for us and we don't regularly hear from him, what what is the problem? One of the first problems, and this one that I struggle with the most, is, is fear. Fear maybe of embarrassment. There's times where fear comes on me of not really wanting to hear God's voice. Children, when they're young, they naturally ask questions. Well, if space is black, why is the sky is blue? I don't know. You have to go on Amazon and check that out later today. But, you know, they, ask, they constantly ask questions. But at some point, they just stop asking. I think the same thing with, with our ability to hear God's voice. When we first accept Christ, there's this understanding that God speaks to us, and you start to hear his voice. But somewhere along the line, maybe you listen to him, and you hear something from him, and you try it, and maybe it doesn't work quite the way you'd hoped. Or you get embarrassed. And so you draw back, thinking, I don't know if I really want to hear God, because he might tell me to do something that's too hard. And that happens to me. I become sometimes fearful of really wanting to listen too carefully because he might ask me to do something that I don't want to do. And really that lie that comes into my mind is very much a lie, the original lie. Does God really have the best for you? And that lie stops me sometimes from wanting to hear God's voice. So I have to remind myself of the truth of Scripture And one of them is that he who did not spare his only son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? God already sacrificed what cost him the most. He will not withhold anything good from me. So I have to remind myself of the goodness of God, that anything he tells me, one, he'll give me the strength to do it, and two, it will be for my good. But I have to overcome that because in my desire to when sometimes when I don't want to hear God it's because if I if I listen too close I might then then I'll have to obey or if I don't obey then I'm disobedient and it's a problem so I have to remind myself of the truth of God a second area that sometimes hinders me from hearing God is just too much static it's not that I, I can't hear. It's just I'm hearing so many things around me. As soon as I stop to listen, all the noises around me come rushing in, or even if I stop to listen. That's a, that's a common problem for most of us can relate to. Third concept that hinders us from hearing God is a wrong concept of who God is. I remember a time of praying over um, this one lady, one gal. She was working in in Asia, and she was really struggling with with money at the time. She didn't have enough to kind of do some of the work that she wanted to do. And this couple was praying over her, and they asked me to join in. And we'll call her Stephanie. As we're praying for Stephanie, the, the man of this couple says, 
And God, just as you are generous, and just as her earthly father is generous to her and cares for her and gives to her, will you show her your generosity? And, and in my spirit, there was just this kind of a check. And so I asked the gentleman, could, could you stop praying for a moment? And I remember I said to Stephanie, said, Stephanie, was your father a generous man? You could just see her slump. He says, no, he wasn't. So Stephanie's concept of who God was would definitely affect her ability to hear from him. Most of us, if we've had parents that were very strict, very harsh, or authorities in our life, and even preachers, a lot of our preaching that we hear is do more, pray more, give more. And so if we think when first thing we're going to hear when we listen to God is do more, pray more, give more. Well, we already know that, so why listen? And that sometimes becomes one of the things that hinders us from wanting to be able to really press in and listen to God because of what he might say. Daily, I like to, I have a journal. I listen to the Lord at the beginning of most of my days and um, just, Lord, do you have a word for me today? And then I write down what it is and then I go on with my day. Probably more than 300 of the 365 days in a year, the Lord will say the same thing. And then a couple other maybe new things. But this is what I hear almost every single day. He'll say, rest in me. Or relax. Or rejoice in me today. These are... Usually rest is always one of the things I hear. So either I'm just way too tense and I don't rest... Or most likely, he's just inviting me in to abide with him in the middle of that day. And then also, somewhere along the line of what I'm hearing, he'll say, I love you. Every day, that is what I hear from God when I take time to listen. And so, if the only thing that you hear are harsh, strict words, I would encourage you to kind of go back and check your God concept. Where might you be think, getting that from? And compare it with Scripture to make sure that the God that you're thinking about is actually the God that is presented here. Fear, too much static, and wrong God concepts are three things that can hinder us from hearing God. Today, we're actually going to take some time and we're going to have some silence and we are going to listen together for God to speak to us. Um... It's not, we're not going to have a long time of silence. It's the whole time of silence is going to be a total of two and a half minutes. I have a big clock in front of me here with a second hand on it. And so if you're thinking, I don't really like this, just enjoy the silence for two and a half minutes and just relax. But we are going to practice listening to God together. I enjoy doing this for a couple reasons. One, people really hear awesome things from the Lord. I teach this to, I have college students that come into China each year, and one thing that I teach them, these from American students, I specifically take them through times of hearing God's voice and listening to Him. And some of them, after listening, they'll hear maybe a song from the Lord or a word of encouragement for someone else, but they learn to hear in unique ways. I remember teaching this one group, and this one gentleman, he just... The word is enough. This is, you know, we have everything we need to hear from God in the word, which the revelation of God through his word is, is enough for us. But how God expands the word for us to understand it 
also is when he speaks to our mind. And it was interesting, the first year, as I would be in this group with this gentleman, he seldom heard any words when other people went around. By the second year, he realized, hey, I guess they're not going to create any new books of the Bible, or they're not really too heretical in this listening. And by the second year, it was really fun to watch him listen. And mostly what he heard was scripture to share with other people. But just how, as he became comfortable with listening to God, how God used his knowledge of the word and expounded on that by him being able to hear specific sections of scripture to share with, peach, with people that was divinely guided by his listening to the Lord. Also, when we listen to the Lord and share The Lord speaks to us personally, but also sometimes he speaks to us for words of encouragement to share with others. And when I have these American college students in, and they do this in the right way, it's exciting to see what happens. This last year, we were in Xi'an with this group, and we were sitting around, and they started by just saying, oh, God led me to this divine appointment to talk to this person. And we were over out doing this, and I just saw God doing this. And so they beat their eyes and their ears became attuned to what God was doing. And then we had one of the individuals share a testimony. And these are a bit more life testimonies where they start from childhood and share all the things that have happened in their life. Maybe 45 to minutes, an hour of sharing. And this individual's testimony was interesting. I mean, theologically, a couple question marks in there, some different choices he had made. It wasn't the, a really normal one. Um, and so I wasn't sure how the group was going to respond But when they went to the Lord and listened, and I listened too, the words that came out for this person were so beautiful and so powerful that they shared what they felt that God was saying to him. And I remember looking at this group and thought, when God's people do this, there is such love and acceptance. Who wouldn't want to be a part of this group? And I really saw the body of Christ working in a wonderful way. We were just with some of those students this last week, and they talked about how hard the first semester back was because they just had experienced such closeness with the body of Christ in this group. They are from a couple different colleges, and they had already taken about three or four road trips back and forth to be able to get together so they could continue to feel this Christness among them. And they scheduled without leaders or anyone else involved. They scheduled their own weekend retreat just this last weekend. In the middle of a blizzard, they still all made it to be and to fellowship with each other. And it's because of, they were listening to God's words for each other and creating an atmosphere of love and acceptance. So I want us to enjoy the process of listening today. The way we're going to do it is, um, first we're going to have 30 seconds of just silence. You're going to hear the fan behind me. You might hear someone cough next to you. Someone coughed over here. I won't say who it was. But you're going to hear just kind of noise in the room. But that's so that we get comfortable with the quietness of the room. Then after 30 seconds, I'm going to ask God to speak to us in a a couple different, specific way, and we'll listen there for 60 seconds, and then I'll ask God again to speak 
to us in another specific way. And we'll listen again for 60 seconds. If you have a pen and there's a place to do notes, if you want to do that, uh, feel free to write down what you feel the Lord is saying to you at this time, or you can just kind of remember it. But let's start by having a time of 30 seconds of just, just silence. Let's begin. Now I'm going to ask if the, I'm going to ask the Lord to uh, speak to speak to us or you individually any words of encouragement that He would want to say to you today, Father. I just ask as your people listen for this next minute that you would speak your words of encouragement to them. Let's listen again for sixty seconds. That's 60 seconds. We're going to listen for another uh, 60 seconds. And this time I'm going to ask the Lord to speak to you. If there's any, um, anything he would want to say to you regarding specifically listening to him. He may say, hey, you're doing a great job. Keep, keep it up. Or he may encourage you on some specific ways that you can hear him. Or if there's ways, times that you've stopped because of fear or other, other things that are hindering you from hearing his voice. So, Father, right now, I just ask you to speak to your people. If there's anything that are hindering us from hearing your voice or anything specifically that you'd want to say to us regarding listening to you, let's listen together. All right, that's one minute. 
I'd encourage you to write down anything you heard from the Lord as you enjoy that time. Again, those two and a half minutes seem like a long time. It doesn't take long to take just a time to listen to the Lord. I want to mention a couple things that you can do to continue to grow in listening to God. One is you can um, just start by setting aside time. But when your mind's filled with things, you can listen while meditating on Scripture. One way to push away the other distracting thoughts is to maybe take just one short passage or a couple words of Scripture and let those fill your mind and go from that to silence. Um, Also, you can write down what you hear as you're listening. Write that down and you might find, as I find, there's a theme, things that God is saying to me regularly. Also, listen for words of encouragement for others. The last couple times I've shared this message, people have come up and had words of encouragement that they've shared with me. And that's really been exciting. So I encourage you to share scriptures and words of encouragement to others that you feel the Lord is giving you. Or a friend that might be in a similar journey wanting to grow in their ability to hear God, say, hey, let's listen together. And, and you can share things that, things that you hear from the Lord to encourage each other. So I just want to pray for us now that we will grow in this very important area of hearing God's voice. So Father, I thank you that you desire to speak to us. I thank you that you've already spoken to us in your word and you'll use that daily to bless us. But I thank you that you also, in addition to that, have... Um, through your Holy Spirit, that you will encourage us and speak to us even more. Thank you for your love. And I just pray all those who have a desire to hear you more and pray to hear you more, that I know you will meet their expectations because you are such an awesome God. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.